When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it is time for Supercross Talk, and today it's Sedano and uh, the Big CY. Clinton Yates are in. Uh, Hi, George. Hey, where the hell's Mason? Is he taking a day off because of yesterday already? Yes, and you were <laughs> since you were the only one of the fours who were there, I'm going to ask you for a review. What, what Sedano was talking about, and we, we led the show with this and did a lot of it at the beginning, is that Taylor, one of the producers on the Travis and Sliwa show, is in a band called the He's Country incredible. Cartel. Um, last night, I, I was actually really looking forward to it, and then I played golf with somebody, and I rode in a cart with them that called me right after the round and goes, I just tested positive for COVID. Oh. So I went and got a COVID test, and my results weren't in last night, so I stayed away. But George Sedano did not stay away. Uh, he was there. Cap was there. Let me jump in here. Who else? After you name everybody okay. who was there, he was I'll there. name who wasn't there. Cap's father was there. Oh, Laura yeah. was Charlie. there. Charlie Kaplan. Uh, Mason was there. Bergman was there. Yeah. Uh, Jorge Briones was there. Travis was there. Were the Miss Lee was, was there. Was Darwin Emily, there? Emily was there. Wow. Um, it was fully attended. And, and Sedano, wow. your review of the Lighthouse Cafe Country Cartel starring Taylor is what? Oh, 10 out of 10. I mean, he was incredible. The band was incredible. They had the place bouncing, dancing, jumping. Like, it was fun. It was really fun. I had no idea that Taylor had those kind of skills. I mean, I know he's got a great voice. Like, he's got the deep voice. He's not necessarily the singer, although he did sing one song that was incredible. Uh, but his his ability to wrangle a fiddle was absolutely impressive. Oh, no, go ahead. I wasn't there. Okay. That's the moral of this oh. story here. Yeah. So I no... didn't get nary a call, All right. a tweet. <laughs> a I mean, text. I found out yesterday. I was so literally bad. sitting in my house, John. I said to my girlfriend, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of bored tonight. There's not really oh, that no. many games. All right. I was looking around for something to do. Clinton. I turned on the Twitter. Bang, everybody I know is hanging okay. out with Taylor So Spain. this is one of the many ways I will, uh, I will thank you for uh, turning me on to the uh, sleeping help. Okay. Uh, <laughs> after the NBA Finals, Taylor says they play every Wednesday night at that okay. Lighthouse Cafe. And I'm going to go because I'm sorry I missed it. And uh, I will invite you. We can go together. We can bring others. And drinks are on me. I'll go. Thank you. Okay. Yes. I'll be there. Yeah. Bring, the gu- look, bring the gummies, though. That, I will. That yeah. looks like a tough <laughs> But you got to oh, understand. Bergman. Uh, by the way, Bergman. Did Kaplan give you gummies to give to me yesterday? Yes, I have them in my office. Excellent. Oh. Anyway, okay. you have no, to he understand. Doesn't. He already took them. I've oh. been riding around, <laughs> hanging out with y'all, adjudicating your little bits, and I can't even get a DM. Yeah, this is an oversight. This was definitely an oversight, and we were taking this matter in front of the bench today on the program. To I'm be not fair. happy, George. To be fair, nobody was invited. <laughs> It was just yeah, we, did kind of invite, okay, yeah. we did kind All of invite right. ourselves. Yeah, okay. it, it was it was basically my understanding was that he was asked like what he's got going on and he mentioned it and then right. everyone just kind of rallied around it. And uh-huh. I didn't even find out until I walked into the studio yesterday. Uh, All right. I'm, and I'm, Sedano they're... and I live closest to this place out of anybody here. So it's an yeah. easy it's an easy okay. get to for George. I'm calling I. sabotage on Cap. He didn't want the local chapter president of the handsome man community in the building. with him. Uh, That's highly that's possible. That's, that's what I'm yeah, calling. Perhaps. Yeah, I'm calling perhaps. That. that is just highly possible. No, I'm kidding. But, but it looked like a great time, is what I'm saying. Clinton's yes. dad, or I mean, uh, Cap's dad was there. Right. So, um, mm. 
I mean, Mr. Kaplan, impressive. I'll Didn't get to that. meet him. That's upsetting. The apple me. does not fall far from the tree. <laughs> no, uh, no, on the, really? to the contrary. He called Cap out more than we do, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, nice. Excellent. Nice. Um, what do you, hold on. What would you qualify their, their, their vibe like in terms of bands we might know already? Modern country is Modern, what I, okay. what I was right. told. It's right. the yeah. country cartel, right? Yeah, which is yeah. a great name for a band. That's that a is great a, name. That is a good name for a band. That I, is a great name yes. for a band. Now, uh, we Humphrey think, Sedano, yeah. oh, thank you. Oh. We think, May, uh, Sedano, that Mace um, basically did one of his old well, moves. He turned. He's off tomorrow, so we think he turned a three-day weekend into a four-day four weekend. Week. Well, here's the thing. So I um, I was on my way there, and I get a text from Laura. Well, similar that, than what you did. Yes. That Mason was there. She sent me a picture of her and Mason. And I was like 15 minutes away, and I'm driving down PCH, and I get there, and he's there. And I'm telling you, John, he may have been there for 20 minutes more <laughs> after I arrived. That, like, that is very much part I got for the there course. at 9. He might have been gone no later than 9.20. And he didn't wow. say goodbye, I'm sure. He just No, left. he did. He waved. He said bye. Oh, he, he waved. Did. He did. He waved to Taylor, who was on stage. But he said bye to us, and then he left. And he was by far the earliest to leave. Um, yeah, that sounds like Mace. But so it, it sounds would, like a good did, time was had by all. Not call in, why did he call in today, though? He wasn't like Just he said, was, sick as a dog, I'm out. So coming oh, off a three-day weekend, and by the way, he, he added a four-day weekend. He did it, right. And he did it <laughs> late, even for him. I mean, he normally begs off at any time of the day. But this, Greg, I think this was the latest he's ever begged off. Yeah, it was 10-15. Oh, wow. Yeah. And giving me not a lot of time to find anybody. And DeMarco, Luckily, you, you kind of saved the day. You called by the me way. at like 10.45. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I mean, there was other things that had to go down first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but telling it, everybody that he was going to be out, it took us some time. Wow. Yeah. It, which was good. All right. So, uh, Sonata, you've seen Top Gun Maverick, right? I have. Yeah. Clinton, you? Seeing it tomorrow. Okay. Oh, so, there is, this is, is, is no type of a spoiler, but George, it might be for you. I didn't know it until today. I saw it. Already. He saw it already. I no no no. But uh, this what I'm about to tell you. Oh, that. Um, Val Kilmer lost his voice to throat cancer years ago. But I, yeah. you know, is in his voice in the movie. He's in the movie, and his voice is very weak in the movie, and it was kind of par from the course. Turns out, Sedano, that was not his voice. Oh, his voice has been completely computer generated by a company that took everything he's ever done in a movie. In a movie. Put it into a computer, duplicated his voice, and he do, he now does a promo for the company. So this is Kilmer in something he wrote, but this is not a human voice. This is completely computer generated. Listen to how much it sounds exactly like him. When we think of the most talented creative people, they speak to us in a unique way. A phrase we often hear is having a creative voice. But I was struck by throat cancer. After getting treated, my voice as I knew it was taken away from me. People around me struggle to understand me when I'm talking. But despite all that, I still feel I'm the exact same person. Still the same creative soul. The soul that dreams ideas and stories constantly. But now I can express myself again. I can bring these dreams to you. How That's impossible. That's impressive weird. is that? That's AI. So, yeah. Didn't Stephen Hawking do this as well? Yes. This is part yeah. of how he did this. Yeah. But I, I got to say, this gives me the chills a little bit. We all work in radio. Our voices matter. If yeah. I suddenly woke up one day or was even facing the possibility of you can't talk, oh, 
I don't even know if it's well, to go on. George, I'm not how even about, joking. How about this? How many times do you see in a in a trial, like we just had that Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, somebody leaves a voicemail that that makes your case? Yeah. Now I could just say, wasn't me. Wasn't me. Absolutely. <laughs> no. I, computer. Wow. Hadn't wow. Thought about yeah. that. Somebody thought about that. somebody with a fancy computer took all the John I- Mason and Ireland podcasts and made that sound exactly like me because I didn't leave that voicemail. Good Lord. Might be a better show. No, Skynet is real. <laughs> yes. No, but that's the, – the reason why that's interesting too is because like there's a certain generation of guys, George, now – the the younger heroes of a lot of people who are in pop culture, you know, sort of Bruce Willis, Val Kilmer, a lot of these guys who were action guys, you know, Bruce Willis is not all there anymore. They can't yeah. even shoot with him. Val Kilmer doesn't have a voice. You know, like we're getting to that part where the the machismo era 80s guys are not the same guys they were. We've got to kind of watch it. It's except, interesting to- except for Stallone. And Cruz, <laughs> and Cruz, right? Well, Cruz is the is the standout here. Yeah. Like, if I if you told me in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two that Tom Cruise was going to be moving the needle with action related reboots, crazy and his old stuff, I don't know that I would have right. believed you. Could, couldn't yeah, I, couldn't I, I did... uh, Sedano? Couldn't I make the argument that Tom Cruise is the biggest movie star in the world right now? Maybe um, The Rock still bigger to me right now. Yeah, I think The Rock DiCaprio, is still making maybe? I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I mean, Cruz is in the conversation still. Um, the thing with Stallone is that he's now playing the old guy. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like, like in, in those Creed, Creed movies. Yeah. Right, he's playing the old guy. It's not like... I mean, he started playing the old guy. What was the first Rocky that he did with, with Ke- that Kellerman was in? Was it Rocky Balboa where he fought like a uh, Antonio Tarver? Yeah, Rocky after, Balboa. like a video game thing? That was supposed yeah. to be the last one. That was the oh, last one of that. No, no, right? no, no. <laughs> many, many, many more. Well, there's Creed is still the thing, but right, right like yeah, right. but the the last one, it, I, I I think it's still hilarious to me when I when that pops on cable to watch Kellerman going. I can't believe I'm calling a Rocky Balboa match. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Kellerman. <laughs> yeah, Max is getting hammered because he um, somebody got video of him on the internet shooting a free throw. Oh, and he boy. might have the worst form of a jump shot oh, in the really? history oh, of really? sportscasters. Ugh. It just goes to remember that, Sedano, because you're doing a lot of these big events now. You're always on camera. Oh, yeah. I can shoot. That's the one thing I can do. That's I, the only thing I can have do. Have they aired floor their, at 44 years their two old. on two thing yet, George? Is that two on two thing happened yet? I thought it was happening today. It's today. Okay. All right. What two on two? What is it? So Keyshawn, Jay Will are playing against Barton Hahn in a right. two on two, which yeah. is why there's a court outside of ESPN Seaport, which yeah. I'm guessing is where uh, Max was shooting basketballs. Right. Uh, so. video tape. And yeah. that's why that, that Wait we, a minute. The, the, the thing we saw at Duke with Jay Will and Keyshawn, where he crossed Keyshawn up and made him look like. <laughs> Yes, that's what that's from. Um, that was the them training for it. Yes, oh, right. Okay. But by by the way, are Barton Hahn? Do we know some like famous basketball? Who's going to check Jay Will in that game? None of no them. one. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Bar- that Bar- seems like Hahn. Bart Scott's going to it's going to act like he can. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Hahn played D two ball, so he I mean he played basketball. He's he, okay. obviously yeah. not but the number he's two not, pick he's, in the draft. He's yeah. Much older than Jay Will at right. this stage. Okay, so yeah. speaking of basketball, the NBA Finals game one, and you guys have a short show because of this. You're going to be on for a couple hours today, and it's. Six o'clock. We hand it over to uh, is it Kesty that's doing it? Uh, Mark Kestisher, uh, Mark Kestisher, Doris Burke, and PJ Carlosimo. Yeah. Okay, so uh, and they'll have NBA Finals Game One. Now I haven't mentioned this today, Demarco. I, I mentioned that I was I was awaiting a, a negative COVID test, which thank God I got. Did you guys see this? That Jeff Van Gundy. Well, he and, sounded terrible again. Game Woj seven. Yeah, both yeah. out tonight with COVID, and Mike Breen waiting for an approval. Do you know if he got it, George? 
Uh, no, he's not going to do game one. I talked to Mike when the story came out initially when he missed game seven, and you know he said he just you know he he felt okay, like he just had a head cold or whatnot. Right. Um, and now he feels fine, but you know he still hasn't tested out, which is part of it sometimes. But Van Gundy, if you watched Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, it sounded horrible. He sounded like he was like yeah, like super sick. Um, so here's what surprises me: uh, most of the media that was Van Gundy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just sounded off. Oh my god! Wow. Um, mo- so I, what <laughs> I, mean, I think what I think will probably happen tonight, just to keep things it. simple, is probably Mark Jones, Mark Jackson, two man booth. Well, that's say. what's happening yeah. right now. Yeah. It's Mark Jones, Mark Jackson, and Lisa will be on the sideline. Yeah. So um, what it, what surprises me a little is I'm surprised at how many people are on Boston. Like ESPN has a basketball power index where they put a bunch of numbers into a into a into a computer and they come did you see this sonano that the basketball power index says boston has a 60 percent chance to win tonight and an 80 percent chance to win the series wow. so does uh 538 they have them at 80 percent oh well. reputable source 538 all things <laughs> well but but i mean i have i'm picking warriors <laughs> in seven just oh, because... i like boston tonight though do you really i do tell yeah. me why um, the rest versus rust theory. I just feel like Golden State's been sitting for a while, and and these guys just played a couple days ago. They have less um rust to work with, yeah. and they were more banged up than Golden State was. So I feel like that will actually help them. And I just think it's going to be one of those nights where you know the the shots may not fall for Golden State. And I mean, I could be completely wrong. I kind of hope I am actually. Um, and Boston gets Game One, but I think I still think Warriors in seven is what I have. I think there's a lot of people that want to be. I told you so is about the demise of the dubs. That's what I think. I think the Celtics are part of it. They're, you know, sort of bigger, stronger type of team. But, like, you add – I mean, sorry, the Celtics have zero games of finals experience on their mm. team. Zero. I'm not taking that team before but seven you, okay, but against I'll, the dubs Can I give you a comp? With that, a coach like that. Can I give you a comp? Sure. 91 finals. Lakers with James Worthy and Magic Johnson and Michael Thompson right. and a bunch of people who had rings and finals experience against a young Chicago Bulls team that had none. Well, their coach had and, some. Right. A. Well, and B. Not yet. They had Michael Jordan. Yeah, no, but, I mean, but, he played yeah. in the finals as a <laughs> yeah, player. Right? In mean, 91, yeah. Phil yeah. didn't have no, any finals experience. Only as a player. I meant as a player, but I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying, but. And, and, the, and, and but, but to Sedano's point, the Lakers won game one and then. Yeah, Chicago figured it's it true. out. So I, I'll say, I'm looking at the Action Network app, um, which I love to use for these gambling situations. So they have a thing that calls the sharp moves, right? Like how many moves are on, like the the big betters are making and the smart money. Okay. And there's 11 moves on the Celtics, zero on the Warriors tonight. Wow. What is it meaning? What? That means that the smart gamblers, the people who do this yeah. professionally, are putting more money on, even though. Seventy-two uh, percent of the money is on the Warriors tonight. A much larger percentage of the smart money is on the Celtics. Is the money on the the number, or is the money on outright? on the number on My, out- minus four? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it, it's Warriors minus four. That I see. I wish I would have waited. I I took it at three and a half, but. Yeah, well. it, it, I think it'll be a good series, and I'm, I've got Warriors in seven like you, Sedano. I just think yeah. that home court's going to eventually mean something. Yeah. Maybe in a game seven. I think each team's going to win a game on the other team's floor. Yeah, well, Boston you know, has done that throughout the entire playoffs. So, so uh, George. And the Warriors, too. By yeah. the way, the Warriors, John, here's a stat for you because I used it in the last series when I did the Western Conference Finals. Um, the Warriors have won, have won on – okay, the last 26 series they've played on the road – 
they've won a road game at least in one. one of those right. series, at least yeah. one road game in that series, and that is an NBA record. Well, and they're nine and zero in in these playoffs at home. At home. Yeah. But but you know what Boston is on the road seven and two. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah, they're great. So they, they won in Milwaukee, uh, in Miami. They won. Uh, yeah, I mean they've won everywhere. All right, so they, uh, they, they're not good at home though for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, Carl, so, who you got? It's Boston. Who you Say got? Again? Who you got in series? Dubs have yeah, to. Uh, okay. All right, dubs and six though. I got dubs and six as well. Yeah. I'm not so they like win I'm it the in Boston. Man on earth, but yeah, yeah. I, this is not that difficult for me. All right, okay. Clint. Well, if they if Boston wins tonight, you're not going dubs and six at that point, right? Well, I, I mean, I'll still go dubs. You think they can go four out of the next five? I, I still go dubs. Yes. Six. yes. No, I don't. Um, all right, so a short show. We'll hand it over to Clinton and Sedano. They'll walk you right up until uh, NBA Finals Game One, and you can hear the game, all the games. Uh, right here on ESPN LA. DeMarco, thank you very much for answering the bat phone. You were great. Today. Anytime, man. All right, it's Sedano and CY next ESPN LA. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Am I supposed to do it? Yeah. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not doing it. I'm mad that Kaplan didn't invite me to meet his dad, and y'all had fun with Taylor. I'm still upset about it. I was genuinely sitting in my house last night thinking, You are so mad. I don't have anything to No, I'm only upset about it because I literally thought for probably the first time since I moved to Los Angeles, I was like, I don't really have anything I want to do right now. I was like, these games aren't really happening. The finals doesn't start tomorrow. I should have hit you up. That was my bad. And then I, I look up, y'all are gallivanting all over the place. <laughs> Looks like an episode of Nashville on ABC. I'm like, yeah. what is this? Why wasn't I invited? Anyway, it's okay. But I'm glad Taylor had a good time, and I'm glad you guys showed support. I will be there next time, and I will not be inviting anybody who went last time. I'm well, joking. he performs there every Wednesday. You yeah, that's what I learned. So, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's what's up. I found that out because I asked him. I said, how often do you do it this year? And right. he said, every Wednesday. I'm nice. Like, oh, okay. Well, very well. I'm over so it. There you go, Clint. Oh, I'll, you can go with Ireland. He didn't go. So I'll be bringing it up for the rest of the day, but I'm over it. So that's how that works. Right. <laughs> right. That's how this works. Uh, so, CY, thank you for sitting in. And, yeah, Cappy and, uh, and Mr. Cappy, uh, you know, Charlie Kaplan, right. as I like to say. I mean, he took Kaplan out by the knees yesterday. It was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I asked him, is your son a liar? He basically said yes. Okay. All Every right. time I, I brought up something, he basically yeah. uh, <laughs> incriminated Scott the entire time. That was not that was not exactly uh, you know news as right? I would say to anybody, like, mm. to anybody there. Right? But I love that he 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 was like legitimately like looking at me like yeah I don't know what he's talking about <laughs> like it was fantastic like it could not have if you missed yesterday's show uh, subscribe and download the podcast and just listen to the last segment particularly where we uh, we dove into it and brought him into the show. Uh, but anywho, uh, Clinton, so we've got a lot of stuff going on. Yes. We were just kind of sort of talking about the finals with the guys a second ago. But here's, here's something interesting. Now, we've had a theme on this show. I think I mentioned it to you the last time you were here. It's hashtag bleed Boston, sure. right? Because, you know, everyone here hates exactly. Boston. Exactly. Right. Um, look, I know that the Warriors are probably not Lakers fans' favorites either, but, it, you know, in the lesser of two evils here is, uh, is fairly easy, I think, to I decipher. Uh, but my thing is this. I think it's pretty hilarious today, like as I've watched, and I've consumed a lot of sports television and radio today. Because I was tired. 
after the Taylor event. So, and I also had uh, I had my son all day today. So I was okay. sitting here just like trying to wrangle him and like uh, while also watching TV and listening to stuff. So the one thing that's amazing to me that the you know it's funny how the way it's framed though. I can't believe there's this narrative about Steph Curry because he hasn't won a Finals MVP. So why are we bringing it up then? <laughs> um, I always think that part is funny. Like, who, me? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Why are we bringing this up? I mean, heck, I don't I understand. I was told such and such by NBA Twitter, and then you set your own prompt straw man, and then you break it down yourself. Correct. So what happened to me, it's funny, the more and more that conversation came up, I always think it's hilarious how everyone's like, well, psh- Looking back, how the hell did we let Andre Iguodala be the MVP in 2015? And I'm like, what about those of you who actually voted for him back then? And and if I went back on a Twitter search right now, I bet you there's a lot of people like, oh, yeah, Andre Iguodala held LeBron to 40% shooting and 34 points per game. So he deserves it. I'm not saying there weren't plenty of people, you know, up in arms about Steph either, but... It feels like because it's been seven years that everyone's kind of doing revisionist history on that. I right? totally agree with you. And this is an extension of what I like to call – this is sort of a, a bastardization of what I call transaction Twitter, which is that after Rings Mountain, we've ne- which is people were like, oh, count the rings, get out of my house unless you're otherwise going to talk about it. We've now filtered that down to finals MVPs, what are apparently going to be conference finals MVPs, and like at some point – Yes. You've just got to take what I call, you know, the eyeball, the educated eyeball test. I'm not going to chalk talk Bill Russell awards with you about things that are happening between guys that used to be on each other's teams and not. I don't mean with you. I just mean in general. And I'm like, I can't believe this is where the discussion is right now. You've got a dubs team that got back to the finals after maintaining some level of continuity through a couple of bad seasons. The Clay Thompson story is incredible. You've got a Celtics team. No playoff, excuse me, finals experience with a rookie head coach. And you're sitting here arguing with me about whether Draymond thinks somebody should have double teamed somebody six years ago. I don't understand that. You know what I mean? This is one of the most epic NBA finals matchups I can think of in a long time between two original NBA teams. I have no time to argue about who had, you know, championship trophies in terms of the Bill Russell trophies half a decade ago. Well, I just and the, the problem is, is that if you go back. Okay, and I'm going to shame all of you right now. I have the voting in front of me, okay? (laughs) Yes. There was not a single vote for Steph Curry during that series. Wow. When he averaged like 26, 7, and 5 in that series. And why? Because people like Lindsey were probably propagating like, oh, he got locked down by Delhi in one game. I mean, if you get locked down by Matthew Dellavedova, then... you didn't. He didn't get locked down by Matthew okay, Dellavedova. Okay, though. okay. Right. They had Matthew Dellavedova happened to be the person in front of him. There were also <laughs> two people shading him behind Matthew Dellavedova. He was in essence being triple teamed in layers in that game. Well, Kevin Durant also had an amazing series. So, I think you that... mean Andre. You mean LeBron? You're saying. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, because there were four votes for LeBron. Do we want to shame the Iguodala voters first? Yes. Or the, okay. Let, let's do all of this. Let's now, call this out is in alphabetical order. Wait, so you, not... you know that there was a rumor that actually LeBron did get more votes than Iggy and that he said, I don't want your MVP because we lost. So that's why they gave it to him. Oh, a winning, a winning time that, situation, that's, that's if a, you will. Yep, that's, that's the rumor. That okay. sounds like that was created somewhere in, on Cleveland. In, no, 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 no. <laughs> Ramona, ask Ramona about it. Okay. Uh, so LeBron got four votes, um, or Iguodala got got seven votes. LeBron got four. There are eleven voters. Right. So my I, I, this pains me because some of these people are friends, like legitimate <laughs> oh, this friends. Going to be great. I mean, I can't. I cannot believe 
that they would besmirch the game this way. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Let's get to it. Sam Amick, USA Today, back then, now athletic. Okay. Andre Iguodala. Okay. Ooh. All right. Ken Berger, CBSSports.com. I know him, but I don't really know him. Right. Andre Iguodala. This one hurts me to the core, okay? All right, I'll tell you what. Hubie Brown, Andre Iguodala. Oh, no. Normally could... normally good. Yeah. Oh, man. By the way, Hubie also did vote for Fred Van Vliet in the Toronto series. Okay, well, good for Hubie. We love Hubie. Hubie's a I love Hubie, fundamental part I, uh, of the American I, basketball. That one hurt me to the core right Man. Now. Okay. Um, Jason Lloyd, who has appeared on this show, friend of Lindsay. Good of friend the of mine. Beacon Journal. He knows what's up. Andre Iguodala. Okay. Wow. Um, Rusty Simmons, beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle. Home team, Andre Iguodala. And then last but not least, my brother from another mother, Mark Jay Spears no! at the time of Yahoo Sports, Andre Iguodala. How is that possible? Oh, my goodness. Well, you should walk into the building with the voting results printed out on large format corkboard or foam board so you can show people when they go on TV and start revising their own takes. This is what we had, and this is what you're doing now. Mark. So, oh. so then we have LeBron James voters. Right. Steve Ashburner, NBA.com. I mean, I, I mean, okay. I, I don't know. Go Whatever. on. Another one that pains me, friend, Howard Beck, at yeah. the time of Bleacher Report, LeBron James. Zach Lowe. Oh, no. Zachariah. Oh. You voted for LeBron Raymond James in a losing effort. You gave him the Jerry West Award. That was the fourth, uh, the fourth vote. That was the last vote. Yeah. Wow. So how do you feel about this? Have you really? Oh no no no! Wait, I'm sorry, I'm missing one. I'm missing one vote. No, actually, two votes. No, because you named. No no no! Oh. I just did nine. There's two more. Okay. I just opened the uh, the because it was on pick. a tweet, so right. I've opened it now. Friend of the show, I just saw him in Dallas. He gave me one of the best restaurant recommendations I had while in Dallas. Mark Stein, Andre Iguodala. Oh, okay, Stein. Yeah. And then last but not least, Jeff Van Gundy, LeBron James. Not a single vote. For, for Wardell. Wardell, Stephen yeah. Curry. Yeah. No. That's too bad. So for everyone now who is saying, I can't believe we vote, they voted for Andre Iguodala, just beware of who voted for Andre Iguodala and LeBron Ramon. Now, I'm James glad you had that breakdown, George. That's tremendous. I love calling people out for old takes, especially in a responsible way, not just picking off tweets. No, I'll, no, and right. I am, I'm heartbroken on yeah. these. <laughs> I'll say this. The Steph revenge tour element is a major part of this to me. Everybody talks about, oh, Steph disappears in the finals. Oh, Steph does this. Oh, the numbers weren't that. I just think that this is a guy, I, this sounds weird to say, the only person who's ever won a unanimous MVP in the NBA kind of has something to prove. Well, and I the think other thing, that's a factor. I, I agree, and I think, that, and I think that's why – it, he'll figure it out as the series goes along. I could see a bad game today because I just think Boston will will be fresher, uh, not fresher, but more. Uh, They're in tune, in, yeah, in, because they played more recently. But I think Steph, as the series progresses, will get better, which is generally what he's done in all these series. Right, he's the seventh leading scorer in NBA Finals history in the NBA Finals. Like, 
So this notion that he does he fades in the NBA Finals is is a complete misnomer. Again, this is part of what I call transaction Twitter. You know, bubbling everything down to two particular matchups and give me two stats, and all of a sudden Steph's a bum. And I'm like, what are we talking about here? He completely changes every game. And I, I just listen. I'm not saying that Ime Udoka and all these guys don't have a chance. That's not how I feel at all. Mm-hmm. But I feel that in the NBA Finals, specific to you know all of these playoff series where you have series that are involved. It's the most – it's the one where experience, I think, affects the most. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win, but I just see this coming down to a situation where I can't imagine the Dubs losing this series. I really honestly can't, George. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I, I do – there is a scenario for me where I'd it happens. I'd be stunned, man. The yeah. path to victory for the Celtics to me is going to require so many things over such a long period of time that I have not necessarily seen out of them that maybe I'm relying a little bit too much on what I thought I knew of the Dubs this season, you know, notwithstanding, but – that team looks good. They they just appear to be much deeper to me, even if the top side of their two best players is, or their best player isn't exactly where the top side is of another. Yeah, I, I think you know you want. So there are two guys that I think for the Warriors swing this series. Okay, okay. And I'll, I'll tell you real quick because there's something about the Celtics that stunned me yesterday. Okay. And I'll, I'll get to that on the other side. You and I can discuss that. Uh, hashtag bleed Boston. <laughs> but what I would say to you is this: to me. This is a series where I think points are going to be at a premium. Okay. And I think Clay has struggled a little bit outside of the game five against the, the Mavs. He has struggled in first halves of games this postseason. He needs to be as close to Clay as we've seen. Game six Clay, game five Clay in the Western Conference Finals for them to win this series. The other person that I think is huge, and people may laugh when they hear this name, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. While Luka Doncic still was really good in that last series, you know what Andrew Wiggins did, Clinton? Here's a stat for you. Mm-hmm. He made – he would pick him up when he picked him up full court, which he did a decent amount of time during the series. He would make Luka waste 9.4 seconds off the clock. Wow. But, but they wouldn't even get into their offense until there was 15 seconds on the clock, basically. Right, which is a factor. Right. So it, Andrew Wiggins, who doesn't have to be the guy carrying the team anymore, former number one pick, he gets to play a role. And I think that that could be – those are the two guys to me that swing the series for the Warriors if they play well. I think that's a good call, and I think coaching experience matters here. I just think that Steve sure. Kerr knows his team almost better than any guy knows his team in the NBA. Success, you know, yeah. sort of aside. And that's where I, I just – I don't know, George. I think it's – look uh, – it's an upset to me if the Celtics win this series. I don't care about Vegas. I don't care about any of this other stuff. If Celtics, if the Celtics outlast in less than seven games the Warriors, I will be surprised. All right. Speaking of surprises, Jason Tatum said something to me that completely stunned me at Media Day yesterday. Specifically because he's so in tune with Kobe Bryant as a guy who worked out with him, was very close to him. I just was floored at what he said in media day yesterday. We'll get to that coming up. Hashtag bleed Boston. The game will come on after us at six o'clock. Stick around. 710 ESPN back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to do the cap thing. Ready? Yeah. 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 That's, it's mm. so bad. Mm. Anytime a song, a hip-hop or an R.B. song comes on, that's what he does. Mm. It's, it's like a tick. That's yeah. his thing, though, you know? I know it's his uh, hip-hop live. Tourette's. It's a hip- <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's precisely what it is. And he keeps trying to play to that strength. I'm like, play to your other... Sh- that's not a strength. I disagree. I think it's definitely a strength of his. I don't know. It's tough for me. It's become... It went from annoying to endearing fairly that's quickly. Very, very but, much. I mean, imagine if you were in public and, you know... Uh, like. Do, do you really think he acts like that in public, though? I, I, I don't know, because he doesn't invite me to things oh. that you guys do oh, in public. How about go. that? I just think maybe he just doesn't find you we'll, as part of the family. We'll yet, find. You know? We'll figure that out at the Mandy's, by Whoa. the way. That's going to be great. Oh, I'm looking forward okay. to that. I got my outfit picked out and everything. I'm not even going to tell y'all. I'll tell oh. Laura on the side. How about okay. that? All right, then. Just say it looks very... I got mine, too. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very... Uh, let's just say flashy. Oh. Oh. Maybe not, but I'm just wanting to make up words. Well, I'm, I'm, look, I'm a little I'm concerned now. No, no, no. It'll be fine. Corporal Greg and I are hosting, you know, the pre-show. Everything will be fine, okay? okay? I just wanted you to know that I'm still mad about not getting invited. <laughs> I mean, there was no invite. Yeah, I know. I know. Not going to lie, I did a text Morales last night because we were, we were just texting about something for a meeting today, and I was just like, imagine how funny uh, the Open and the rejoins are going to be tomorrow when Clinton has such bad FOMO about not being invited well, to this. The FOMO <laughs> is that I genuinely like the kind of music that Taylor plays. You like, you that know what I'm true. saying? You like, like country? A lot of yeehaw oh, yeah. on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I would have enjoyed that show. That's why I'm upset. I don't care about hanging out with y'all. When you free you know? on Wednesday, let's go. I'll go. That's what let's I'm saying. Go. But, like, let's that's the kind of vibe that I've been looking for out here. Let's Give me a little country, let's you know. All that, yeah. But the gang will never all be together again because that That's was just fine. like a one-time how thing. I'll, so, how about I'll start my know? own gang? <laughs> there you go. You kind of are on your own little, That's you know? That's true. It's true. You're the lone wolf now. Exactly. I might just cut, be like his his super fan. I might cut my own track with yeah, Taylor. What you, you know about that? should <laughs> <laughs> know about Never mind. Uh, so Jason Tatum, I mentioned earlier. I mean, look, we all know his relationship with Kobe. He wore the Kobe sleeve on, uh, or the you know, I guess the wristband in Game 7. And look... I get that. I, I get that he was very close to him, particularly at the end, right? You know, early in his career right. and after Kobe's career. But he said something yesterday that I don't think in our wildest dreams would have come out of Kobe Bryant's mouth. Do we have the sound, Laura? Okay, let me hear it. He was asked about kind of his leadership and how it's evolved. Let me hear it. You know, I'll be honest. For myself, there have been times where I – question uh, like am you know am I the right person 
you know, to kind of lead uh, a group like this. Uh, and, you know, never, like, doubted myself, but, you know, just moments after those, some of those losses and, you know, the, the tougher parts of the season, you know, it's human nature to kind of question, you know, yourself and things like that. But, you know, just always stick to what you believe in and trust in the work that you put in, uh, you know, and it can't rain forever. Now, l- let me s- separate one thing. Me, George Sedano, mm-hmm. as a human being, appreciates him kind of letting us through the door there, right, into his soul a little bit. Right. So I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cool that he's willing to feel and talk about his vulnerability. But I, the other part of me, Clinton, is the guy who covers this league on a day-to-day basis and feels like that's the type of thing that Draymond is hearing and going, oh, we're going to make him feel a lot more self-conscious moving forward. That's for sure. Maybe, but I also feel that one of the things that Tatum presents that I really, really like about him is that he's seen – how do I explain this? He's got grown man level confidence. Now, Draymond, whilst a grown man on the court and so forth, his confidence comes across as a little bit more adolescent in terms of how he communicates. And I think what Tatum's saying here is that, like, yes, I was a different person. And a lot of people, not to get too far onto the Z-axis of this, a lot of people think that getting over stuff means that you just kind of forget about it, you process it, and you never discuss it again. I don't think that's where Tatum is. I think he's a young man who's got a kid who's very public. You know, his relationship with um, Larry Hughes. Yeah, Deuce with Larry Hughes and his dad. All this lineage. You're just looking at a confident brother who can say, I'm past this. I'm glad I'm past this because that's what it's going to take in order for me to conquer a foe like this. This, to me, does not come across as, you know, Eeyore, woe is me. It comes across as, don't test me. This has been battle-tested, and you might catch a hot one. I actually saw this a little differently, but not because of the reasons you say. I just felt like I'm glad to hear somebody talk honestly from a standpoint that is not just one of weakness. It's one of pointing out progression. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I, I totally understand that. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. But I just think in that sport where – I mean, these dudes are out there, you know, not literally, obviously, but they, they, want, they want to rip your heart out. No, I get it. I get it. And that's not the kind of thing that you would normally want to admit before a big series, before any series, and when you're facing off with a guy like Draymond. But would you rather Jason Tatum be talking about his journey as a leader, or would you rather have Draymond Green arguing about what their team was doing five, six years ago before the final start? You know what Although I'm saying? Although I did, I did enjoy I do agree with Draymond Green, though. Okay, but sure. But, like, if I'm a Dubs fan, this is not what and I And for those that Draymond. don't know what, what he said, he said, no one's beat us when we're whole. Right. But he's talking about that two days before the final start. At least Jason Tatum, Tatum seems to be discussing matters yeah. at hand. Well, That's I mean, where I'm... ask the question, so yeah, I mean, you no, answer I the question. It. I, you know, but, I get it. But it, 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 it was just fascinating on a number of levels. One, because I'm like, wow, that's really introspective. Yes. Uh, and two, that was very vulnerable, and I feel like someone is going to try to challenge that vulnerability. What are you going to do, though? He's a great-looking I mean, great, great man. By the way, tremendous representative of the handsome man community, Mr. Tatum yes, is. Yes, yes, yes. Fun He's guy. Yeah. Deuce is running around all over the place. I mean, I, I don't know that I'm testing Tatum well, it, at late this in point games, in my life. He's had some struggles. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, I just, think that's where that rears its ugly head. So you do know? you think that – let me ask you this. Who do you think has that edge from an X-factor psychological standpoint in this team? Because you've got Draymond, but you've also got Marcus Smart. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Who, who, yeah. who gets in anybody's head as good as anybody else, you know, and Tatum can play. Like, who do you think has that advantage right now emotionally, if you will? So I, I think Jalen Brown is very comfortable in his skin mm-hmm. is the way I would describe it. 
I, I think that, you know, Marcus Smart is obviously, and so is Al Horford. He's just a, you know, he's a grown person. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? But of the young guys, Jalen Brown, absolutely 1,000% comfortable in his skin. He, I'll, I'll let you behind the curtain a little bit. Okay. So when they were both really young, and they're still obviously very young, uh, I did a game in Boston. And both had very evenly matched games, right? Like very similar. Like so the walk-off, I could have picked either, right? And I asked someone in Boston, and I said, while I'm at the game, I'm like, who's the better talker right now? Like who would I get a better interview out of? Right. And he said, no question, Jalen Brown. And that was the case until recently. I, cause I, I, that always stuck with me, and I watched kind of the two of them handle those scenarios, and it was. So, it, it, so when I listened to Jason Tatum talking about it being an evolution for him, being more of a vocal leader and leading in general, I, I, that always kind of stuck in my craw, and, and I always kind of noticed that, yeah, it, it took him a while to kind of be more open. Definitely developed, and I think part of that probably has to do with, hello, who the head coach is. These are the kind of things that matter when it comes to interfacing with your team in terms of how guys grow and develop as leaders. I'll say this, though, George. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the dubs need to be wasting time trying to goof around and play mind games with the Celtics. If that's what you're thinking is something that's going to be a result of this, I think the dubs need to be playing the basketball that they play. I realize that Draymond is a part of that in terms of how he approaches the game, but as much as I think the Warriors – have more championship medal. I don't think this is a roll-out-the-ball situation, and next thing you know, you're going to get the 73-win team. Not even close. No, this is not that team by any stretch of no. imagination. No. This team, you know, and Steph and I talked about this in the last series, and he told me, look, we've had to have a lot of patience, you know, because of all the injuries, and then the organization wanted to develop young guys. And I know Laker fans aren't going to want to hear this, but Joe Lacob literally, according to reports, said – I don't want to be the Lakers. I don't want to be out of the playoffs for six years with an old aging team. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and just trying to supplement, you know, age, we got to infuse youth into this. And, and it wasn't necessarily not that, look, I'm sure if Steph and Draymond and clay were like banging at the door, like you got to do it our way. They probably would have acquiesced, but they didn't. They were like, Bob, you know, was, probably really influential in that conversation and bob myers their general manager was like look just just trust us on this um and by the way there were a lot of missed misses there in the draft but they hit on enough guys where it's now worked itself out and they were also smart you know even a guy like otto porter and you're like otto porter otto porter might be the best minimum pickup in the season this year long you know like 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 all all the way around and i know laker fans may say malik monk malik malik monk doesn't play defense though right so like otto porter was probably the best overall minimum signing this year so they and even a guy like kevon looney who was part of those championship teams but not really a part of those championship teams like he is now uh on this particular roster so they've had to have patience this isn't that 73 team at all which is why i think they're more vulnerable okay but it's not just patience that gets you through that it's culture it's you know connectivity it's Mm -hmm. the ability to be consistent which the reason i only use that not in terms of the celtics but in terms of the lakers i mean they didn't get lucky in Golden State. You know, they had a plan and they stuck with the plan and they executed the plan. They didn't jackknife and short circuit the plan halfway through when something went wrong. That's the difficult thing about when your culture isn't just your heritage to do. You know what I'm saying? They had something that was happening in real time and I think this is part of the reason why I like the Warriors so much, just in terms of, you know, what they present to the NBA. They're, you know, Kerr and Bob, they're, they're, they're in lockstep. 
you know, there's not questions about the 10, 15 people who might or might not be influencing, I don't even know, the third assistant coach in terms of who's going to get hired, who's going <laughs> right, to get hired. Right, you know right, what I mean? Like, right. they've got a clear signal and a clear message. And if the Lakers can take anything from that, that's what you take. Forget about the players. That'll work itself out. How you approach it, though, that's where you're really going to learn something down there from. Uh, oh, sure, I, I get that. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally understand that. No. Um, but I, that's why I think this series is way more of a toss-up than anyone wants to uh, admit. And it's why, it, you know, our mission, hashtag Bleed Boston, um, <laughs> is really, really, um, you know, we're going to have to, you know, kind of live and die on this thing as a roller coaster ride. Do we, do we have personally. T-shirts for the, for the affair? No, um, oh. but, you know, we probably should have done that, to be honest with you. We kind of dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, too busy going to country I, concerts. I think, though, that you were, you were hoping, <laughs> or at least thinking, that they were going to be knocked out, like, you know, two rounds ago. And that, and when, well, and I did, right. I, I actually thought they could have been knocked out, you know, in the first round, honestly, and that I didn't work out. Them. And then it didn't work out in the second round, and it didn't work out in the third round. But by the time they got to the conference finals, I was like, you know, it's very possible they can get to the NBA Finals now. So, right. <laughs> well, the Bleep Boston movement seems to be relatively, dare I say, evergreen. But I'm bummed. But no, I mean, I'm just yes. saying, like, you can use them throughout the course of the rest of the season next yes, season, yes. too. Sure, that's fair. That is fair. Uh, all right, coming up next, I told you guys yesterday, and Clinton, you are a baseball man, so I want to get your thoughts on the Dodgers because okay. I have real concerns. But I, I will. Oh. I, I, you do. Oh, you, you, you're surprised by this. Okay. I, I am surprised by that. Yeah. Okay. This will be even better then. Let's do that on the other side. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. No, oh, Clinton, is this for you? I don't know the answer to that. What is this? Old Dominion. Oh, yeah, I've heard this song. So I, I, let me tell you something about my country music situation. Oh, please, please do. Yes. So number one is that I am more into the country music lifestyle oh, than I, I am the music. Now, how does that differentiate from the music, though? For example, I couldn't tell you the names of any of the artists or any of the songs that I like, but when they come on, I like to hear them. Mm. And number two, it also means, as I mentioned earlier, I watched a lot of ABC Nashville and number three, it means <laughs> when I'm traveling with, the country. Uh, what was uh, what, Hayden Panettiere, right? Hayden Panettiere was in that. It yeah. means when I'm traveling the country that. and I'm in these various college football towns, I'll definitely look for a little honky-tonk to chill out. You know what I'm saying? Because that's typically not honky-tonk. Honk, I was going to say, honky you've never been to a honky-tonk. I have been to a honky-tonk, but that's another story. You, you don't want to know what I was doing. What is that. a honky-tonk? It's a certain type of a bar <laughs> that plays a certain type of a music. and. Oh. I, basically, I walked in and walked out. That's I was going to say, I feel like, no offense to anybody, but I feel another, like that situation would be very yeah, like, That's whoa. another story. I was asked if I wanted to go. We attended, and I promptly let them know that I wanted to leave. So what I'm saying is that I might not recognize the songs, but you know, yeah. in a certain space, I'm, the, the Yeehaw agenda is what I'm here to bring back, and Lil Nas X is a big part of that, so oh, deal, okay. deal, oh, deal with it. Cool. Deal now, with it. now I, I'm also dealing with something right now. What's that? So, you know, I was on the road for six weeks. Yeah. Okay. So I put on five pounds. Okay. So 
I've you know I I I'm big into the intermittent fasting game, but the intermittent fasting works if you're still doing you know the right amount of calories. You know right. what I mean? Okay. So when you're on the road for six weeks, you're not always doing the right amount of calories. That's all out the window. Say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of late night dinners. Uh, there was literally me having breakfast at three in the afternoon in some cases. Wow. What, a uh, life. Yeah. what a life! It, 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 that it was, time it, that like you were upset because they didn't have the sushi you wanted anymore, so <laughs> then you had to order like fried chicken or something instead. There was there was some moments. So anyway. <laughs> I decided to step up. I normally do the 16 and 8 intermittent fasting. What does that mean? 16 hours off and then 8 hours eating. Wow. The window is 8 hours to eat. So you, okay, okay. Because that's easy to do, actually. Because if you eat, let's say you eat at 8 o'clock at night, okay? Then you don't have to, you just don't eat again until noon. That's, I mean, that's pretty easy to do, I feel like. That's not easy for me, but okay. Okay. I mean, for most people, I feel yeah, like no, it's no, I get not it. super I get, hard. If I had kids and I was running around all the time, that'd be different because then I'd be moving in a different right. way. But yeah. Right. So I am up to 24 hours right now because what? I want to – because what happens is at 24 hours – for those that don't know intermittent fasting, I mean, the reason it, it works is because it just really – your body starts to basically use your fat as, as storage, right? Like because sure. you're not eating. So, but like your hum, human growth hormone skyrockets after like 18 hours. Uh, and then this process, and I'm going to get really scientific and nerdy here before I get into the baseball conversation, which will also be probably somewhat Quite scientific, scientific and nerdy. and very nerdy. Yes. Yeah. Um, they ha- there's this process at 24 hours called autophagy, right? So autophagy is basically your cells start to regenerate at that point. So I want to get there because when you get there, then all of a sudden we're feeling good again. Because, you know, let's face it. I spent a lot of weeks, uh, you know. Drinking at the trough of the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the vines of grapes. Right, you sure. Know what I mean? PJ Carlissimo time territory, right. Yeah, so, you know, and then, you know, so at 24 hours you get in that. You get ketones into your bloodstream. All the keto people know that. That's what at keto 30, means. Yeah. Keto at, wondering. At, at 36 hours, you're getting 300% autophagy at that point where you're cleaning out all the damaged cells to regenerate. Like, so I could, at this point, if basically if I just make it to 5 a.m., I will get there. But I'm gonna. I'm hoping to sleep past 5 a.m. So if I can just get past. So my thing is, where do I go? Do I just stop at 36 or whenever I get well, up? For okay, so this breakfast? is what I was going to ask you. Do I go to 48? This is what like, I was going to ask you. Yeah. When do the diminishing returns come in? Because okay. hello, you're just not eating food. Like I don't so understand. According to reports, at, you know, in doctors' reports, right? Right. At 48 hours, you get a complete immune system reset and regeneration. <laughs> okay. All right. So I feel like at this point, let's just go to five o'clock tomorrow. Wow. And see if I can pull it off. So 48 is where you're trying to get to. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, like I, dinner time tomorrow. How does the, how do, what is, let me ask you this. What does your family think about this? How does your, my wife thinks change? I'm a nut job. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm with her. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like, so, there's I mean, no just, world, is is. there's no yeah. world in which you're going to catch me not eating by design for like a day and a half. That's just not real. Maybe even two days in this case. Maybe even two. Yeah. It just depends how I feel when I get up. I've never gone past. I I think I've done like 24, 25, 26 in that range in the past. I've never gone. I've never done the 36 or the 48. Do you do? Do you guys do things like the marathoners do where you put stupid stickers on your car to let people know how long you've been fasting? No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Although I I would say, listen, I I did like a half marathon one time when I was like in high school. Man, that bleep is hard. I would never. Oh, yeah. It's impossible. I don't know if I could pull that thing off. It's impossible. I was just wondering, you know, I feel like it's one of those things like, you know, like a wordle type thing. You got to let everybody know you're fasting just in case somebody forgets that that's what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So speaking of figuring it out, I'm a little worried about the Dodgers. And here are the things I'm worried about. Most importantly, it's Craig Kimbrell. 
Yeah. I think Craig Kimball is washed, okay? And I know people are going to say, well, he was 10 out of 10, you know? Yeah, but there are things that, you know, that worried me. And I've been talking about this for days now, Clinton, so I'm just bringing you into the loop. Okay. His strikeouts per nine, down big time, okay? Big time. Like, worst of his career, big time, okay? And we are no longer just a few games into the season at this stage. We're, you know, almost a third of the way through the season. So, mm-hmm. that's bad. He, guys are getting on base a ton um, he's been fairly lucky, is what I would say. It reminds me a little of the beginning of the season last year for Kenley, uh, or most of the season, actually, for Kenley last year. And that's why I was like, mm, it may be time to part ways from Kenley eventually here, or sooner rather than later, because it just seems like he's losing it a little bit. But they've now brought in Kimbrell, who's come in here, and yes, the results are there, but the process of those results, to me, is completely off. So you would qualify yourself as, on some level, picking nits here. I mean, or I is this a major good. concern? I mean, okay. The reason I ask that is this: is because if I were to rank my concerns with the Dodgers, Kimbrel would not be at the top, at least really? not recently. Kimbrel is yeah. an issue, but I think, listen, closers, late game pitchers, all volatile, the, volatile yeah. by design. People are getting kind of lucky, so you want somebody who's steady enough to be able to deal with that level of chance and still be able to execute. Mm-hmm. That's something that I think might have actually left Ken Lee once he was done. It was hard for him to get back. However. My largest concern at this specific moment, George, particularly because they've now lost two series to the daggone Pirates, is that when they get runners on, the creativity in getting them in has just left this team. I'm pointing specifically to a situation, I think, in the second game of the Pirates series. They got none down. They got Trey Turner on third. Rios is up. They don't even try to just knock him in to score the run in the eighth inning. They're swinging away. He ends up striking out. Turner ends up knocking him in anyway, but they're now run behind. I just feel like this team is too talented to just be playing swing away oh, baseball see, I, and I everything. Could, I, I could I, not I, disagree more in this sense. I don't feel like the offense is an issue at all, to I, be honest th- with you. How many I, runners did they leave on base this last series? I mean, I get it, but that's been the thing that they've done for years. That's not new. Um, so, But that's my thing, point. the difference is that their rotation was tighter in yeah. the past. And they also, you know, up until last year, I mean, well, Kenley actually was pretty good last year. It was the year before he was really bad. Um, although he, you could see him slipping last year as the numbers I mentioned with Kimbrell were very similar with Kenley last year. Uh, hence why I think Andrew Friedman, who's a million times smarter than I am, let him walk, basically. Right. But I think that the, the issue I have with them is their rotation. I mean, Kershaw's hurt. Uh, Urias has been up and down. Very I feel up like. and down, yeah. Uh, Bueller has not been as locked in as he's been in the past. Uh, Gonsolin's been fantastic, and whoever's been starter five, regardless of who it's been, has been fairly good. But yeah, their their starting rotation is not great, and their closer has been really shaky. I, to me, I guess I hear what you're saying, and I'm not saying that's not a concern. But I, I guess yeah. for me, that is. That is more – how do I say this? That is more likely to work itself out on an individual basis okay, with each fair. guy than it is the strategy of how they approach things when they really need runs. It bothers me. Not okay. because I need to be telling the Dodgers what to do, but when right. I'm watching games – But, I mean, it's kind I'm of like, our job. It's kind of though, our job. Yeah, I know, but of. when I'm watching games, I'm seeing strategy decisions, decisions, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're playing the Pirates. Why are you so afraid to just get a guy over, get a guy in, and then go win the game with the other guys you have in your lineup? I don't know. So – there's statistical things that they do. They've always done it that way. But when you're, I think you're right, which is that you're going to have to score a bunch of runs if your daggone staff is shaky. Let's maximize that and actually play baseball instead of just kind of hoping everybody gets back into form You know, by the time August comes around or whatever. Well, our buddy Blake Harris, who's our Sedano and Cap uh, and CY's in today for Cap, 
Uh, he's our Dodger insider. You should subscribe to his Substack. I have. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it literally, I mean, this. I, I love this kid. Like, I think he's just really good. I don't think there's anyone doing better Dodgers coverage individually uh, than him. Uh, it's why we sought him. I used to read him when he was at some other place that we won't mention, and okay. then now he became independent, and uh, we have uh, decided to support him because uh, we love. Uh, we are. We we say screw the man and uh, support the uh, individual. That's how I view life and bleed Boston too. And bleed Boston. There's that too. Yeah. Uh, so he will join us at five forty or so, five forty five ish, right before we turn it over to Game One of the NBA Finals. Uh, but coming up next, you and I see why we're going to have a conversation because. There is a rivalry that continues to just take over the sports and sports media landscape. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. Plus, what you need to know in between, 710 ESPN.